Look under your feet. It's the dirt. It's a rock. It's planet Earth. Mild-mannered blue marble by day, the spherical hero hides a hidden reserve of powerful geothermal energy. Violent volcanoes, earthquakes, spectacular tectacular plates. Join us once again for a tale of subduction and adventure. That reminds me, what was I supposed to do today? Release me! Oh, yeah. Wait, what are you, some sort of an undead lich bound into compulsory servitude by a magical ring in my possession? Yes! Well, then you better get back in the lichen and get me another cold brewski! Eh? 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 The lichen? <sighs> oh, Tatore, you truly are the master of your romain. Domain. Lich! Don't make me have to come back there and a whale on you! <sighs> Sorry. Sorry what? Master Tatore. Please, call me master. Files to episode 30 of Blasto Podcast! That's right, Blaster Podcast Halcyon Youth is over, and now it's staring down the cold barrel of its dirty 30s. Will Blaster Podcast find someone to settle down with? Or is Blaster Podcast doomed to become an old spinster podcast, living out the remainder of its solitary days, clipping pod coupons, and poorly caring for a herd of domestic podcasts? Stay tuned and find out. And speaking about tuna, it's time to talk turkey with today's beakful guest. You know him from the internet's Chip and Ironicus Let's Play videos, and from Blaster Podcast episode 25. So clap your wet, fragrant hams together for today's jest, Grant! Grant! Yeah, hey, Dottore, how's, uh, how's things? How's life? Things is good, life is good, how are you? So how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I did not have to... Defeat a fearsome wyvern or anything. So no. Oh, boy, what a story arc. <laughs> what artful podcastery that was. I defeated the fearsome wyvern. Oh, good. That's, it, that's great. It turned out that it was just a marin who had been bitten by a werewyvern, and then he became a werewyvern. That somehow seems worse, actually. It was worse. It was <laughs> why worse. Why? Because it was a double monster. That's why. I hate the du- the duality of monstrousness. That was my master's thesis. Wyvern's inhumanity to... Anyhow. Uh... Grant, a.k.a. General Ironic Use. Yeah. Welcome back to Blastro Podcast. Oh, good to be back. Good to be finally in the, the pod chamber itself rather than that cramped battle van. That's right. The last time we met, you were but a, a lonely road apple yeah. tumbling along the road. I picked you up in my battle van and took you somewhere special. Yeah, yeah, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. As in the Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh-huh. You ever try to hitchhike back to Chicago with the Amish? <laughs> the small talk is terrible. I try to ask, like, what they've been binging on Netflix, and they just look at me weird. It sucks. Uh, Grant, Ixnay on the Amish, a, uh, mo- oh, are they most listening? of my podcast listeners are Amish. <laughs> yeah. They've got an old-timey wooden well, iPod. if, uh, Jethro is listening, uh, I'm... 
I was happy to, to help you raise that barn. Sorry I had to make you re-raise it because it collapsed on me. Uh, but yeah, it's great to be back in Chicago. Gremnit, we return. Yeah. Two men, both changed by our experiences. You are also known as General Ironicus. Yeah. yeah. Which is a reference to that terrible and loathsome series of entertainments that the British continue to foist upon us, known as Doctor Who. Specifically, their uh, their graphic depictions. Their graphic depictions. The comic buke. Yeah, that's the one. How do you feel about this new Doctor Who that they're going to uh, shit out into our eyes? Now, that's some graphic depictions right there. Uh, no, I've really been enjoying it, actually. Is Have they come I out with the new yeah, guy yeah, already? Yeah. I did a... I don't... Four episodes worth and counting. Oh. Yeah. What's he like? Curmudgeonly. Oh. He's a, he's a guy... That's desperate to find his limits, but terrified of where he'll find them. What? Who cares about their limits? Uh, apparently him. Rich people. That's <laughs> who care about testing their limits. Poor people, they just want to get by. Yeah, yeah, how about that? Yeah, how come Doctor Who is never a poor guy? It comes with being a lord. Oh, it's a title it's thing. A, it's aristocratic from the get-go. Of course, space British. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you like new Doctor Who? I do. I haven't enjoyed it this much in a long, long time. Oh. Well, good. I'm glad you found some enjoyment. Yes. Uh, what's new in the land of Chip and Ironicus Let's Play videos? Well, uh, when I last visited, we were just starting uh, Wonderful 101 and finishing whatever came before that. Wonderful I, 100. I live, I live in the now. Uh, and right now, we're mostly through Wonderful 101, and it's been a wild and bumpy ride. It's a really great game. Uh, but my other project uh, that I mentioned, uh, the 13th Age tabletop game podcast, that has now blossomed into just being the central pillar in a whole network we've launched that we're calling Six Feet Under, and that is super exciting. It sounds kind of morbid, Six <laughs> Feet Under. Well, we were going to call it Feats Don't Fail Me Now, but some people got upset. Oh, why? Uh, because uh, the... Uh, Wait, is that a racial thing? Oh, yeah, it, it comes from the Chitlin circuit. Oh of, boy, here uh, we go. Not as racist as straight minstrelsy, but more racist than we're kind of comfortable with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we switched it to just being death. <laughs> That's <laughs> the same for everyone. Yeah, everyone's fine at death. Uh, you know, uh, uh, whispers on the shadows of the yeah. wings uh, 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 suspect that at a future Blaster podcast episode might be about the phenomenon of death itself. Wow, that's... Uh... That's right, get hype. <laughs> get hype, Grant. It get sounds hype. like a short one. Can I not be on that one? It sounds dangerous. We'll see. Uh, Grant! You've, you've already got like this shambling undead... I'm not so good at undead in real life. I can't really identify it, but he looks kind of bummed. Oh, you're talking about the lich? Oh, is the lich? Yeah, he's a lich. He's a real pain in the keister. But I keep him around because I have a magical ring that controls him, you see. It's like marriage. So it's <laughs> so it's just for the fun of it? He doesn't do much? Oh, he does whatever I tell him to do. It's great. It's cheap labor. It's oh, the American right. dream. <laughs> oh, boy. Get a little bit too close to home. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we not only still do uh, our 13th Age uh, uh, campaign, which just uh, uploaded its 50th. Uh, session, which is great. Whoa! Yeah, nice big round number there, but also a uh, straight D&D &D, 
campaign that is very young that about half of our 13th age cast is in and is half new people and occasional guest games that uh Hey, Dottori, you ever uh, rolled some polyhedral d- bones? You see, the problem is, my I- exuberant wit is able to calculate the simplest of probabilities. And so playing a game of chance, uh, a lot of the enjoyment's taken out of it. For me. Uh, why do you ask? Well, because, like I say, we, we have occasional guest games, and uh, I guess, I mean... If you feel that way, you won't want to be involved. Fine. Wow. Whatever. That's a. That's a. I mean, we'll we'll just get on without you. You know. It's, that's a real passive aggressive way to a, to invite Dottore. There's a lot of fish in the sea. That's all I'm saying. Oh boy. Wow. You're you're being a real pretty girl about this. <laughs> I've spoken to one once. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. How how did uh how did it end up? It was expensive. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's sexist or like a hooker joke. It can be both. Oh, thank goodness. I love this country. Uh, so you, your your uh, 13th Age yeah. series is mm-hmm. blossoming. It has blossomed. It's uh, We're getting toward the home stretch of the whole campaign, which is why I'm excited that it's grown into all these other things. And uh, we're getting to show off in these guest games a lot of really unique games that don't get nearly as much play as your standard roll a d20 and stab a goblin uh, it's a lot like D&D, but with, like, one thing changed, maybe. D&D with one thing changed. Yep. That sounds new and innovative. It's a depressing, depressing amount of the market. It's just D&D with one thing changed. Oh. <laughs> that can describe a huge segment of role-playing games, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it ain't crunk, don't crix it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jared. Yeah? Other... <laughs> Other than... Do you have two guests today, Dodore? Uh, I would just in case. Okay. Uh, I like to keep a backup sewn into the leather of the couch. Oh, all right. That's why the couch kind of vibrates sometimes. It's not a massage couch. It's a shivering man. I was wondering, but I don't mind. It's, no, it's, it's nice. uh, kind of pleasant. Yeah, the Romans were into it. <laughs> um, uh, Grantio. Yeah? Other than your Let's Play. Yeah. And your 13th Age yeah. projects. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, nothing else publicly consumable. I guess I, I try to make people laugh on the Twitter space, but that's not so much a hobby as I'm being bored at work. You have a, uh, a really, uh, prolific tweet life. <laughs> Do I? You tweet a lot of twats, like, I's... on the regs. Well, yeah, there's a lot of twats out there who deserve it. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> uh, you're like Twoptimus Prime. <laughs> Uh, don't you think that you're... Just swat the twat. What? Whoa. Don't you think that your employer is going to get ornery about you uh, tweeting all day long? No. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Grant, look, I could talk to you about your dumb life all day long. Most people try. Most people die. <laughs> it's <laughs> not this episode yet. <laughs> you're making him cry. I'm imagining... Oh, sorry, Lidge. <laughs> I'm imagining that you're a kind of self-styled gunslinger, playing D&D by day and Mm -hmm. gunning down outlaws by night. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. The fashion is great. The fashion of gunslingings? Either way, there's a trench coat. Just in one case, it fits properly. Uh... Wait, what? 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 Because you wear a trench coat either way? Are you one of those weirdos? Uh, A lot of those weirdos play D&D is the thing. That's... (laughs) That was where I was going. For. You know, I feel that the trench coat is such a is such a like problematic 
piece of apparel because mm-hmm. like every nerd wants to wear a flapping trench coat and be a cool like cyberpunk mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. cool like sort of modern version of a knight with a cape <laughs> but it's like as soon as you put the trench coat on the nerd it becomes like this this banner of it, it ceases being cool it transmutes I mean, also there's kids who did that bad thing that one time. (laughs) (laughs) If you open the trench coat and there's a properly fitting, but maybe kind of rumpled suit, you're John Constantine. You're cool. If you open the trench coat and you're wearing jorts, you will never, (laughs) ever be cool. Uh, Another thing is if you're incredibly handsome, you can wear whatever you damn please. So John John Constabine always has to be played by a handsome Hector. Yeah, yeah. Or that like guy from Keanu the Matrix. <laughs> but, you know, reflecting back, Keanu got a lot of trench coat work. Yeah, and he's he is rather handsome. If you like the vacant look, he's a handsman. Yeah, he's enhanced. Gorbilon, close. What? What? What is it, Tutor? It's time for the episode thirty, all about earthquakes and volcanoes. Lightning round review. Brought to you by Britos. We'll tickle your tongue and strep your throat. And probably also step on your mother's soft bag like titties. Grant! Yeah, yes? Do you know how the lightning round review works? Uh, yeah, I think I recall. Oh, do you think you recall or do you recall? We're about to find out. Do you have total recall? Uh, now on, on my Blu-ray? DVD shelf. On your DVD oh, shelf? Yeah. You gotta upgrade to Blu-ray, baby. I did, but the shelf is, it's an old shelf. You need to upgrade this. <laughs> Grant! Yes! Question number one. How many decades ago did scientists discover tectonic cakes? About five. Correct! Question number two! How can Earth have such a thick core, but no ab muscles to speak of? It does the Pilates with poor form, mostly CrossFit. Correct! Question number three! How hard do you have to drop it to register on the Brichter snail? Uh, As long as you drop it while sufficiently hot, it counts. Correct! Question number four! The asthenosphere is a lubricating layer that the tectonic plates can't help but slide over. Why is it such a goddamn creep? It was planted by the Greek god Athena, so we're, we're stuck with it. And she was a creep? A little bit. Correct! I'm sorry, I was badgering your witness right there. <laughs> and question number five. If both motorists in a vehicular accident were crash mandicoots, then where does the fault lines? Uh, with Spyro the dragon. Of course. Always blame a dragon, eh? Always. Well, you're correct. Congratulations, Garnet! You've answered all of your vegetables, so now you get to fill the meaty folds of your face with a dessert of prizes. Today's winner receives a rare and collectible Sacamon trading card. I hope you're ready to win your next Sacamon tournament, because you'll be the envy of all your friends when you fap down this card on the sidewalk. It's the Space of Nades. The picture of this majestic Sacamon looks like an upside-down heart with a triangle shoved in its mud tunnel. Game on, baby. All right, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's my favorite. Do you know what a mud tunnel is? <laughs> that that's not my favorite. I'll show you. <laughs> it's not my favorite. <laughs> Let's get into it, man. Let's talk about things and things. Hey, my name is Grant. No, no my that's name my, is not. That's my name. You are Dottore. I am Dottore. Do you and know what that means in Italian? It means Dottore. That's right. <laughs> Two bonus punts for you, Grant. Lightning round bonus. Lightning round bonus. That's the denouement of the lightning round. That's the thunder bonus. Yeah. Can can I bank that for future appearances? Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) I've got a down payment. Look, I don't. I don't want to. 
I don't want to alarm the listeners, but our interest rates are not good. <laughs> I mean, you might as well put those bonus point points under your mattress. Well, I'll have to do something since I don't have a spare guest in mine. Um, you don't have a guest in your mattress? The guest is not in the mattress. It's sewn into the leather couch. <laughs> it's a futon. It's both. Yeah. Gah, rant. Yeah. We're talking today about the science of earth hurts. Oh, dear. Does, does your earth hurt? My earth hurts. Oh. Your earth hurts, too, because we both share the same earth. Oh, okay. Like two disgusting men. Who share the same woman. Except it's Mother Earth, and there's room enough for the both of us. Oh, we're her children. Speaking of children, how's your child, Bride? <laughs> Still non-existent. My, my one and only Bride remains a full adult human being. A full-fledged adult. Older than I am, as it happens. Whoa! Yeah. Well done! Yeah. <laughs> you tricked her, eh? A little bit. Did you bit. stand on top of another guy's shoulders and put a <laughs> trench coat around yourselves? I don't do trench coats. Oh, a, I forgot. It's metaphorical. This is a really trenchful episode. Yeah. Well, we I, might be talking about oceanic trenches today, uh, Grantons. I'm afraid I might get trench foot from your pod chamber, but okay. Oh, better than trench crotch. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things are. Good oh. morning, Vietnam! Grant! Yeah? Why does the Earth get angry at us? Well, uh, I'm pretty sure you're talking about earthquakes and volcanoes, but uh, before you can figure out uh, uh, what's going on with them, their causes lie deep, deep, deep beneath the Earth's surface. So let's start there and work our way out. Let's, we'll go beneath the Earth's surface, and then we'll work our way out. Yeah. you got to get to the core of the matter. The Earth's core. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The, the, the core of the Earth is supposedly about 4.6 billion years old, uh, formed when the whole planet was made of molten rock and metal. And now since it's a liquid, all the heaviest chunks, all the heaviest metals sunk to the bottom, and that's why we have uh, an iron, nickel, very metallic core in the center of the Earth. So you're saying inside of Mother Earth, there's a metal core. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mother Earth is pretty hardcore. You could say that. What? Hey, yeah. It's pretty badass. <laughs> it's it's iron, and it's nickel. Yeah, nickel. Ni- yeah, nickel Welsh. That's the name of Mother Earth. <laughs> uh, uh, so during the uh, hot, sweet formation of the Earth, when everything was hot and melted, mm-hmm. all the denser particles kind of uh, fell down into the center. Yeah. Uh, perhaps because of gravitational attraction, you suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any time, like, imagine you've got your uh, uh, bucket of orange juice sitting out. Right. And all the pulpy bits fall to the bottom. you got to shake it to mix it up. Sure. No one was shaking the earth, so all, all the pulpy iron bits just went to the middle and stayed there. Yeah, making like an egg yolk of sweet hot metal. Egg yolk of uh, sweet hot metal is my favorite album. I'll have you know. <laughs> By Space Cloaca? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. So, okay, you're talking about the inner core mm-hmm. of the Earth. It's about 70% the size of the moon. Whoa! And it gets up to uh, over 8,500 degrees Fahrenheit down there. That's a lot of Fahrenheit. It's so many Fahrenheit. It's Fahrenheit, I tell you what. Oh! oh. Uh, but around the inner core, there's an outer core. There's a convection of liquid metals in there. Uh, convection is when something heats up, so it rises to the top. And then it cools down and falls back, and those currents pull a bunch of metal with it, and that causes the Earth's magnetic field. 
uh, and the magnetic field uh, diverts the solar wind, protecting us from all sorts of harmful particles, and makes our compasses work good. Huh. So we can sail around the planet like Magellan. You know, I went to a sci-fi convection once. Yeah? Yeah. In McChemical City. Did uh, they have compasses? Uh, they had a golden compass. Oh, cool. And I gave them a subtle knife. <laughs> I said, hey, nerd, give me that $3. I want to buy that bowl of rice. Because they don't serve real food at sci-fi conventions. So you stabbed an armored polar bear. Uh Uh-huh. And now that's why you have a battle van to escape the the legitimate law enforcement authorities. Yeah. All right. Uh, After the outer core. (laughs) Is the manticore. No, that's that's my job with the 13th age stuff. Oh. Okay. Uh, No. Outside of the core, the next layer out is the mantle. That's just made of hot, mostly solid, but a lot of liquid rock. Liquid rock? Liquid rock! (laughs) That seems impossible. How could one be rock and also be liquid? Okay, so you've got some ice, right? And if you add heat, you get molten ice, which is just water. (laughs) Molten ice. Yeah, you get molten ice. Yeah, that's if you add some more things, Uh actually. (laughs) Well, rock is the same way. If you heat it up enough, you get liquid rock. Liquid rock. But, uh, again, there, there's the mantle is mostly solid, although since it's 1,800 miles thick and makes up 84% of Earth's volume, Whoa. even a small proportion of liquid rock means a whole lot of liquid rock. Yeah, that's a whole lot of liquid rock. We should use that rock. What would you use it for, Dottore? Um, Rock... Uh, 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 for rock purposes. Yeah, for uh, yeah, to fill up our rock quarries. You know how they're always searching for rocks in a rock quarry. They're digging mm. and they're like, "We hope we strike rock." Like we could just uh, shit the rocks out all in a hot mess all over the quarry and say, "Rocks are served, boys." We already have those. They're called volcanoes, and we'll be coming back to those a little later. All right. Uh, so. That's what's under the Earth's crust. So above that is the Earth's crust. Ah, uh, that's my favorite crust. No, it's not. No? I like stuffed crust. Oh, okay. What um, kind of crust do you like? Um, I really like uh, that that soft, pillowy, like uh, Naples crust. Like you I get... think that's called the areola. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey. Good night, folks. <laughs> uh... Uh, beneath our feet is, well, the pod chamber. But beneath that, eventually, you get to... A layer of dead rats. A layer of live rats. And eventually, you get to rock. Yeah. You get to the continent of North America. And that's where fracking begins. And ends. Talk to your congressman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lefty Grant over here, (laughs) trying to keep money out of your hard-earned land assets. I don't know. I don't know, I don't care. About uh, 20 to 44 miles of rock, actually, since we're on the land. Which, if you compare it to what you said the manticore was, that's not many of miles. Very, very thin. It's a thin thin of crust. A thin crust. Like the skin of an apple. Oh. Very thin. The crust is actually very variable. See, while uh, under the land here, it can be that 20 to 44 miles. If you're talking about ocean crust, it's only 3 to 6 miles. Which is part of why the oceans are just so gosh darn deep. Making up the difference there. That's super weird. Mm-hmm. I want to speculate as to why, but I don't know enough about the Earth to speculate <laughs> as to why. Well, I guess you can't be uh, omniscient about all sciences, Dottore. No, I'm proficient, not omniscient. Cool. That's on my resume. <laughs> okay, so we live on of crust. We do. What's special about of crust? 
Well, crust is uh, uh, made of... One big piece. No. What? It's made of seven huge pieces and a whole bunch of smaller ones, like ten to twelve other smaller pieces. Like a jigsaw null. Yeah, yeah, like a jigsaw puzzle, except they don't lock together. They just sort of bump and grind and scrape. Yeah, all right. I'll handle the bump and grind. You do the scrape. <laughs> scrape is what happens at the end of the night when the club turns its lights on, and you got to reset for the next day. Ugh. See, uh, they're, they're always moving because they, they drift over the soft, lubricating layer of the asthenosphere. Ah, uh, Asthena, warrior princess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The very greasy warrior princess, asthenosphere. Uh, and it's driven by more convection currents in the mantle, like we mentioned, but uh, there's also uh, aspects of tidal forces and gravity and the moon's gravity, and there's a lot of factors adding up to make them all wiggly and floaty. Floating around on that sweet, lubricating asthenosphere, the plates of Tektos rub into each other, grind across each other, and scrape their ears off. Blaster podcast after dark. <laughs> but uh, th- those tectonic plates are always interacting where they meet. They either ram into each other, Oof. or they're pulling apart, uh. or they're sliding across. Ooh. And those are really the only three options when you come down to it. So it's either your typical slip and slide or a crocodile mile situation. Yeah, sure. Remember crocodile mile? <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you are. You yeah, that's, might not the, know it. that's the slip and slide. It's the slip and slide with, with a little crocodile pool at the end. end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got a real crocodile. Well, it depends on where you put it up. Yeah, if you grew up in Australia. All the Egyptian children ha- had the most authentic crocodile mile. Crocodile Nile. Hey. <sighs> okay, so these prates like that, they, they're real interactive. They're mm-hmm. a real social network. What happens when you get two of plates? And they hit into each other. Well, when they hit into each other, a few things can happen. One of those things is earthquakes. Ah! Now, uh, if they run into each other, one generally goes under the other and gets pushed down. And uh, all the hard, chunky bits on top, well, rocks don't like to ram into each other much. So they move very, very slowly. And sometimes a lot of pressure can build up. And they just keep pressing and pressing. And eventually that pressure lets go. And then... The whole world shakes. The whole world shakes. Well, a wide You're area a around. Flagrant hyperbolist. Yeah, I am. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you own it. That's that's why I play fantasy games. It fits. Uh, <laughs> like two rocks, like two rocks. monstering up on each other. Oh yeah. So when they finally, when after they're locked from all that friction, they're locked. They they finally all the pressure builds up. And then pop. You, did you poop? Did you just poop a little? <laughs> I did not. You but made a I... poop face. <laughs> I know it. I did not. Because I look into my eyes as I poop. Do not. <laughs> I have a hand mirror. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. Uh... <laughs> what once those uh, friction builds up and they lock in place, uh, that lock eventually gives way, and with a sudden snap of movement, there is a, a, a tremor, a large tremor that shakes the area around it. And that's the most common cause of earthquakes. Oh. Uh, these places where uh, uh, tectonic plates meet are called faults. Faults. Yes. Uh, this happens not only where uh, uh, faults are running into each other and converging, but also very commonly where they're sliding past each other. Sometimes they'll just get locked on one another. That's the way the uh, the San Andreas Fault works. Oh, I played that fault. 
Not as good as GTA 4, but it was okay. <laughs> uh, GTA Fault. Oh, Pro- Probably uh, the worst one. I liked Fault Out, New Vegas. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Fault Row? You know, Fault Row the... I did like... I liked Fault Row the third. Uh-huh. I thought it was like a, a GT Fault, but more extreme. Yeah, I, I mean, you that. are the president. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Well, that, Space yeah. president. Space president. Uh, I played uh, Castle Falkenstein recently. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty mm-hmm. good reboot. Uh, <laughs> right now I'm playing Death Fault. But if you want to check out the Wonder Fault 101, there's uh, ChipandIronicus.com. We're here for you. I think this is maybe funny only to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a fault mm-hmm. is a plane along which a plate slide? A uh, plane along which plates meet. Meet. Yes. Whether they're slamming or sliding or moving apart. There's a great big fault right down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean where two plates are sliding apart. And it's what? making Did they fall out of love with each other? It's making new ocean all the time. New, new water? It's impossible to make water. It's, it, it is possible to make a wider ocean, though. Oh! Yeah. Also, you can make water with a, chemi- a chemical reaction. It's just not the chemical reaction that tectonic plates have. So. It's the chemical reaction I make after I've had a couple burrs. Anyhow. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the big deal? It's just a bunch of ground moving around. Why is everyone so scared of earthquakes? Well, because they can be incredibly deadly. What do you mean? They're not a snake. Are uh... they a snake? Uh, well, there is the world serpent that will eventually rise in a great earthquake during Ragnarok. Oh, no. But before we get to that, there are other incredibly dangerous earthquakes that have already happened in the past. Not too long ago, in 2011, there was a 9.0 magnitude earthquake that struck uh, about 81 miles east of uh, the coast of Japan. And it triggered a tsunami that not only damaged a, a nuclear plant in Fukushima, uh, releasing toxic radiation... But the quake itself killed nearly 21,000 people. And the resulting tsunami that swept over the Pacific Ocean killed even more. Oh. So... Things just got real. A little bit. So earthquakes <laughs> are to be a free, a feared of, because they could Absolutely. maybe displace water, which will punch you and your village, mm-hmm. or your city, in this case. Crack open your, your nuclear plants. Crack open your nukes. Uh, cause buildings to fall down around your head. Ugh. Uh, it's actually very dangerous uh, because people live everywhere. And sometimes we build major cities in very dangerous places. Huh. Like uh, the, the Ring of Fire is a great big series of fault lines all around the Pacific Ocean. And fault lines are where earthquakes happen. And they're also where most volcanoes happen. In fact, something like 90% of volcanoes are 90% of earthquakes and 75% of volcanoes around the ring of fire whoa we need to find this ring and put it out <laughs> it's it, it encompasses quite a bit of the planet earth oh uh we need to jettison earth why why is the oh you mentioned a ring now the lich is crying again oh he's a real whiny lich i thought liches were supposed to be t- i thought you were supposed to be tough you're not tough you're dumb he's dumb <laughs> Tatori, you shouldn't have spared your friends and or employees and or thralls. I'm like Bruce Wayron. All okay. my friends are people that I pay. Okay. And so they can't help but agree with me. Except for Balnaz and the Lich in the pod chamber. I don't pay them. I just kind of own them. I'm going to throw ketchup packets at them later. Is Balnaz still on maternity or what? <sighs> oh, uh, kind of a sore subject. Oh, uh, okay. I, I ate Balnaz's egg clutch. 
Oh, oh. Ah. Yeah. Anyway. I gained uh, their powers. Like Renfield. So as I was saying, uh, a lot of cities like San Francisco, Tokyo, uh, Mexico City, hugely uh, uh, populous places, but on very ge- uh, geologically dangerous places. They're geocities. And uh, they're going to witness angel fire. <laughs> and then there'll be so many spinning skulls. Oh, no. Uh, what's up, 90s hackers? <laughs> <laughs> Laying it down for all the cyberpunks fighting the man. Trench coat. Or however that quote from uh, the, the Snatcher. The quote from the beginning of Snatcher starts. Snatcher? Yeah. What is that? It's uh, it's basically Blade Runner the game as made by Hideo Kojima. Oh. It's great. <laughs> huh. So the famous quote from the famous game Snatcher. Yes. Uh it's a pre-credits line it's uh, uh, giving it up for all the cyberpunks fighting for freedom every day oh yeah that's nice <laughs> good old cyberpunks thank you for fighting for our freedoms mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it's earthquakes are even more dangerous in places like uh, Haiti the Haitian earthquake of 2010 that killed 316,000 people Ugh. that's uh, more than 10 times the, the number of deaths from the Fukushima earthquake because Haiti doesn't have a whole bunch of, say, earthquake-proof buildings or money to spend on infrastructure to save people from non-earthquake-proof buildings. Ugh. Uh, it's getting dark. It's, it, getting, it's getting it real. really is. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what can humanity do to fight the fearsome earthquake? Literally nothing. Uh, All right, problem solved. Uh, there, there are a lot of people working towards better prediction of earthquakes and being able to measure from tremors when a big one is about to come, but that's reactive and will never get that much warning. Uh, so the best thing to do is to live in the middle of continents. Is oh. that why the pod chamber's here? Uh, uh, well, it was really because it's a rent-controlled area. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't know if you knew this, but the pod chamber is on a, 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 a layer of dead rats. Mm-hmm. But it's on non-consensual loan from a very powerful leader of a mutant group. Ah, oh. all right. Yeah, <laughs> I can't program our official intelligence. He's like a, he's like a ghost, but a professor that I know can, and, and I stole it from him. Oh, I'm doing some world building. You see here. <laughs> Uh, well earthquakes earthquakes i think you've literally taught us every single thing there is to learn about earthquakes and it's the most depressing episode of blaster podcast yet yeah and we're doing one on death later (laughs) (laughs) so okay taught us about quake jobs but what about hephaestus's fiery teat milk what about volcanoes well a volcano is uh, uh, any place on the planet where some material from the inside of the planet, some of that juicy, hot liquid rock, makes its way through the planet's surface. So, like I already mentioned, that fault in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that's constantly spreading, very, very slowly, year by year, uh, North America and Europe are getting farther apart because of this long, skinny, basically always erupting volcano right in the middle of the ocean. Oh, so the inside juices of the planet flow to the surface, the tears of Mother Earth. That was actually something that a, uh, was it Descartes maybe? There, there was a philosopher who described volcanoes as the Earth's tear ducts. Whoa. 
it's kind of messed up, and I don't know why anybody paid attention to him after that. Uh, he was obviously ahead of his time. <laughs> he was in lockstep with the mind thoughts of Dottori Belordo, man of science. That's me. Oh, nice to meet you, Dottori. My name's Grant. Spoilers. Uh, Grant. Yeah? Volcanoes. Volcanoes. Volcanoes are when uh, the earth hot, hot rock comes out. Mm-hmm. How uh, can this hot rock come out? Well, sometimes there are holes. There, sometimes there is a lot of pressure. Like, uh, again, subduction faults where uh, plates meet are another good place for volcanoes to pop up. That's why there's so many around uh, the Pacific Ocean. Uh, and that causes... Uh, uh, the rock of one plate to melt when it gets further in Blech. and hotter, which makes more molten rock that wants to expand. So sometimes the only way out is up, and it erupts, and you get volcanoes. Uh, sometimes there are thin spots in the, the uh, Earth's crust where magma can just leak out. Those are called hot spots, and it's why the Hawaiian Islands exist. What? Yeah. There's a uh, hot spot right in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that continuously just like bleep, splurts up some uh, magma, and that makes a volcano that is sometimes active and sometimes dormant. And as the uh, the plate moves, but the hot spot stays in the same spot, uh, you see that that one island uh, turns into a chain of islands. So all volcanic, all the Hawaiian islands are basically one volcano over its millennia of life. So the the island, the land of the island, forms from the cooling down hot rock? Yes. Yes, it does. Gross. It's super gross. It's like a poop drying but, out and becoming an island. <laughs> but it's not just hot rock. Uh, there's also incredibly hot solid rock. Uh, and there's a bunch of volcanic gas in there. Uh, l- lava, which is what it's called when it uh, uh, escapes to the surface, can be very bubbly. And uh, those fumes are just about always super toxic and deadly. Oh. Uh, and not only is there rock and molten rock and gas, but there's ash in many eruptions. Huge plumes of ash that can blot out the sun and cause uh, global winters. What? Yeah. Or uh, uh, jam up the turbines of jet engines. So you have a situation like the uh, not too uh, distant uh, Icelandic. Uh, earthquake volcano action is there anything else about uh, volcano blows i should know uh well volcanoes uh also have well a cool thing about volcanoes is you can uh determine what sort of eruptions they have based on what they're shaped like what so like a, a shield dome volcano is what we call one that's just really wide and really flat the shield volcano look like a shield yeah and they have that shape because they have especially thin and runny lava yeah, uh, that just runs a down. loose, watery flow. It just runs down the side, whereas uh, volcanoes that spew a lot of ash straight up or much more viscous lava are, are taller cones. Uh, so you can expect to know how they're going to erupt just from looking at them. Oh, yeah, that's convenient. It is. Uh, I don't <laughs> believe in volcano profiling, though, Grant. <laughs> well, this for once, it's just science. <laughs> For once. <laughs> uh, but there's also stuff like pyroclastic flows, which are superheated avalanches of gas and stone, no real liquid lava to speak of. And those are the ones that look like the Death Eaters flying at you? Basically, yes. With their, it's their horrifying. cloud buds coming out. Yeah, super scary. 
Uh, they can go over a hundred miles an hour, so good luck running from that. You you can't. You won't. You will not run from that. Why do you have to crush my dreams? Uh, I th- would prefer you to remain far away from them so you can continue to dream on. Huh. I care for you, Dottore. Well, thank you. You mean the University of Dottore, the online thing I'm trying to get off the ground? Yeah, yeah. I care for your for-profit uh, degree farm project. <laughs> yes. You know, we're trying to raise some capital with <laughs> with a, a, a Promeo. What, what's it called? Prolarion? Yeah. Proneoform? Pro, 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 from uh, uh, Progerion. Progeritol. It's the same one that funds uh, Smooth McGroove with his cool uh, acapella video game renditions. Mm-hmm. What is the thing called, Grant? <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. Thank you. There's, I know a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shame we don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> What's the good Patreon? Uh, it's patreon.com slash feats. F-E-A-T-S. Grant, it's not time for plugs! Oh, okay. Save it. Okay. Stifle it. You, but you just okay. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fickle man. I'm like a pyrocasmic pirate py, pirates of the castic flow. Yeah, I'm a pyrotechnician. Are you? No, but I play one on TV. Do you? No, but I say that I do on podcasts. You do. Okay, <laughs> we got there. You see, Blaster Podcast is a hard hitting journalism show where mm-hmm. we dig for the truth. When we finally hit that bedrock, we realize it's only the surface of a deep molten bastard. Very, very deep. And Eight, we're trying to get the hot lava out of you, Grant. 1,800 miles thick. Ooh. That's, I got a lot to get through. <laughs> That's my user ID. <laughs> On select chat rooms. <laughs> so you taught us about Volcanoes? Yeah. Volcanoes? And there's even more uh, volcanoes out there. Uh, there are thousands, hundreds uh, of uh, volcanoes on the Earth, both active and dormant. And some that are just waiting to blow. Like, they say all of Yellowstone National Park is waiting to explode in one big volcanic eruption. What? That may well kill us all. What? Or, at the very least, will make life very difficult. That sounds insane and scary! And then there's all the volcanoes we know that aren't on the Earth. Uh, There's volcanic activity on Jupiter's moon Io. What? Which is one of my favorite moons. Because it's the stinky one? Uh, well, it's Europa and then it's Io, just because volcanoes are that cool. <laughs> so wait a minute, what's the, um, Io, Europa is the icy one and yes. Io is the sulfury one? Yes, it's pretty gross. But the, uh, largest mountain we know of isn't even on the Earth, it's on Mars. Well, it's... surely you're not talking about Olympus Mons. <laughs> <laughs> I am, and it's a volcano. What? A dormant one, thankfully. It's adorable. <laughs> well, how do we know it's a volcano? Uh, because it has all of the aspects of volcanoes we recognize, dormant volcanoes on Earth. It has a, a crater in the middle of it. It has the shape of a great big shield dome, basically. Oh. It's incredibly, impossibly tall, and it's made of Martian lava. Whoa. Yeah. Mars magma comes out of the surface. Mars lava. Well, um, I mean, does Mars even have techno-funky plates? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what caused Olympus Mons. Here's what we know about Mars. You're, you're the one who's been there. You should tell me. I have been to Mars. You know, I just... I was there on business. I didn't get to stop uh, by all the touristy okay. things. Uh, uh, Mars does not have a, uh, a, a magnetosphere. 
Therefore, it might not have a metal core that is... But you don't need a metal core to have tectonic plates. That's true. That's also true. I wish I didn't say that. (laughs) Wait up, Lich! Will you hurry? I'm a man of letters, not some boot leather molasses drinking mountaineer. And if it takes me a little longer to scale this mountain, then I'm okay with it. Part of growing up is accepting your limitations. Well, that's very mature of you. Psyk! Last one at the top is a molten egg! I am a 7,000 year old lich. I am above petty competitions. I'm a winner! Oh! Oh, there you are, my undead servant. Took you long enough. Can we just get this over with? Destroy the ring! All in good time, my dear lich. Ahem. We are gathered here today, high atop this volcanus, to cast this enchanted ring into the fiery abyss so that the lich may finally end his accidental servitude to me, Dottore, a man of science, and pass into the realm of the dead, forever to sleep. Good, now throw it in. But in that sleep of death, what dreams may come? What undiscovered country will our dear mystical servant traverse and travail, transpose and transcontinentiate? Oh, would that I were a lich to be young and free again. I am older than your civilization. Ah, yes, freedom, just a hair's breadth away. You know, standing here on the edge of this caldera, magical ring in my hand, it seems almost wasteful to throw it in. I mean, why should I? It's mine, isn't it? No, you found it at a rummage sale. Bubba ba Throw the ring into the lava. Release me. You know what? No, I think I'll keep it. In fact, I'm going to put it on my finger just to show how gaudily and ostentatiously I defy your spiritual agony. You know I could just bite that finger off. Whoa, okay, hey, 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 psychopath. Here, take it. Whoops. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> the ring fell back down the way we came. <laughs> well, at least we learned a valuable lesson. Shut up! <laughs> and then, Grant, just as the crust of fat on the outer mantle of my body sphere had almost completely dissolved, I remembered that I keep a transgynational portal generator in my hollowed-out boot heel. So I just whipped out a portal and zort myself to safety. Take that, liquid hot rock. Wow, what a story. Hey, is it time to go yet? No, but do you know what time it is for actual? I, th- I think I do. What time is it? I think it's time for... It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't... Alright! Alright, we did it! <laughs> Grant, it's time for plugs, you volcano of a man! I shall spew them forth uh, with thousands of degrees, because my plugs are hot, hot, hot. Ho, ho, ho! What's your plugs, mother plugger? <laughs> Don't plug anyone's mother. Can we just put that out there? No plugging mothers. What if she has a hole in her? You ever think about that? No plugging mothers! <laughs> Happy Mother Pluggers Day! Anyhow... 
the thing that most people know me for, and for good reason, because it's fantastic, is chipandironicus.com. It's where me and my good buddy, we make Let's Play videos for all the happy people on the internet. Uh, like I said, right now we're still uh, plugging away at uh, Wonderful 101, uh, but there's a huge backlog of six years worth of content there. Uh, we started a while ago. <laughs> so wait a minute, do you have six years of, of video and audio footage still to release? Uh, well, six years worth already released, that oh, is to say. I see, so for noobs, for they can noob, tune yeah. in and they can see six years worth of awesome. Uh, or you can see like three years worth of awesome and three other years worth of, well, they'll get there someday. Mm -hmm. Your yeah. juvenilia, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> But uh, my other project that I talk a lot about because it's just so much fun to do is that Six Feet Under Umbrella, uh, which you can find all of our uh, uh, uploads at feats, F-E-A-T-S, as in feats of strength and daring, dot podbean dot com. That's where all of our uh, audio episodes are hosted. Uh, if you want to see more about the 13th Age uh, stuff specifically, we have a Tumblr where we have uh, people ask us questions and we share all the fan art we get, all that fun stuff, at 13questions.tumblr.com. That's a one, three questions, not spelled out. And uh, that's primarily where to find all the stuff I make. Yeah! Yeah. You did it! And when mm -hmm. are you going to write that next Game of Thrones book? Uh, the next Game of Thrones book will be written once I read all the previous Game of Thrones books to figure out what the heck is supposed to happen in the next one. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Grant, thank you for your wholesome and family-oriented plugs. But now it's time to dim the lights, light a candle, turn off the volume on your neighbor's ears. Detore after dark. Oh, oh, oh! Get ready for Detore's plugs! Hey, guess what? My idiot roommate Mark Soloff does a show called Our Fair City. He writes and acts for it. Check it out at OurFairCity.com. Stick it in your ears! I'm really going to have to give him our card to uh, be a guest on Six Feet Under, though. I know you don't want it to. It's not your thing. But you dare to invite my idiot roommate onto your project? I'm just... In front of my very visage? I'm just saying he seems more like he'd be into it than you. Yeah, he probably would. Okay. <laughs> Look at the wall. Thank you. If you like Blaster Podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes and share it with a friend. Also, you can ask Dottore questions on my Twitter account, at AskDottore. Uh, also, Blaster Podcast now has a donut button. The donut button can be found on BlasterPodcast.com in the episode section underneath every episode. We've already got our first donation! Alright! Yeah! Congratulations to me! Congratulations to you. Thank you. Congratulations, Dottore. I'm, I'm glad Balnaz had some, uh, a little generosity in her heart and a little change in her pocket. Yeah, I really tithed her. <laughs> tithed her to a radiator. Ooh, that sounds rapey. <laughs> <laughs> so even though uh, the, the donor to Blaster Podcast did not email me to, uh, to uh, make it known, uh, that they'd like their, their name uh, projected out onto the internet, I would like to thank this anonymous donor. Thank you very much. We truly appreciate it. Uh, also, if you are a fan of muffed movies, where my idiot roommate Mark Soloff and his friend Andy North act out movies like idiots, well, then you're in luck, because the next Muffed Movies episode is coming out in October. We'll be doing Return of the Jedi. That makes sense. That follows. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole theme. Yeah. yeah it's going to be great. Well, Granto... Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being on episode oh, 30 of Blaster Podcast.
Not for long. Pew pew. <laughs> I shut first. Does that, am I dead? Are we doing the death episode now? <laughs> yes! The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon. www.timecrashband.com